this week on the Open Nesters Podcast with Maggie of Cozy Quarters. There's lots of people who don't want to live on their own. So I've set up, my service is that I match people together by location, budget and lifestyle. Welcome to the Open Nesters Podcast. I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. And we are the Open Nesters rather than Empty Nesters. How will you write Act 3 of your life? Together with wise guest experts, individuals, and partners just like you, we will go on a journey and discover how rich this stage of life, Act 3, can be. Having space for yourself and having space for your partner and encouraging that. What's the best way to prepare yourself for opening a new door? It's to pause. This woman came down with two guys and she introduced them as her husband and her boyfriend. This is what I want. Life keeps on living. Step into that. Well, Tessa, I'm looking forward to hearing from Maggie about this co-living concept. I thought it's uh, really just a roommate service, and uh, you've been telling me the difference. So... I'm looking forward to it. Well, the idea that I kind of came across in my searching for the different choices people are making in their lives is finding all kinds of things about intentional communities. And I didn't know what co-living when I found it was mostly a lot of young people doing it. And I think that that's a growing movement, which is really cool. And you guys will hear how it's happening in the UK with Maggie's pretty new business, but she's an open nester. And actually, I just want to tell all of you that there's this Foundation for Intentional Communities, which is ic.org. It's also a really interesting place to see how you can find other ways of living at this stage of life. And I know, especially for single people, as we'll talk about, as I talk about with Maggie, that they'll feel much more supported together. But there are communities that offer sustainable ways of living through through ecological villages and this growing movement of building intentional communities out there for people our age. So let's get to it. Let's hear it from Maggie. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast, Maggie. How are you today? Oh, hi, Tessa. I'm very well, thanks. And thanks for inviting me to to come and have a chat with you. Well, this is a, a new area for me to learn about. And so I know our audiences will also be excited about your exploration in the area of co living at this stage of life, which we call being an open nester, that your children no longer are as much in need of you because they are they are adults or you have one adult child. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your life, where you're coming from, and kind of bring us up to, up to date with that. Okay, so here I am in Malaga City in Spain, and I'm here uh, in a shared house with um, four other women who um, are from, some are Italians, we've got Italian, Spanish, Hungarian, French, so there's a real mix here, and there's also a mix of ages, and um, I'm I'm setting up uh, a business, a co-living business, so that's why I'm here. Um, I decided, I've been doing it for about a year now, I've set up my co-living business about a year ago, and um, in December, when I was in London, 
because I'm, I'm from London, I was born in London, and uh, that's where my business is based and everything. And we had COVID. And in December, the numbers got so low that we were allowed to travel if we wanted to. And so um, I decided that I just really wanted to focus on building the co-living business. And so I ditched the day job, sold my car, rented out my flat, and took myself off to Malaga City so that I could just focus on doing the business without any distractions. And um, and I think it's really the best thing I could have done because it really has helped me just to focus on that without without anything else. You know, when you're kind of in your own space, there's always things to distract you. Absolutely. Um, And I also find the weather in the UK in the winter is very, very... Uh, depressing and uh, I find my energy goes actually it saps my energy and I just feel like I can't do anything when when it's really dark and gray so I do need I do need lights I've realized and so when I'm working um, I'm working in my room and then when I need to when I need to have a break I can step outside and um, take in some fresh air and enjoy the sunshine and feel the warmth and then come back in and carry on working again so that's what I've been doing over the past four months so this is where I am right now what does your day consist of I mean that's what I think people long for is to make their own choices and and the idea that even your work like what kind of how did the co-living idea come about let's start with that so that we could tell you what to let us know how you yeah so um so co-living came about when i decided that i wanted to set up a business and i was looking at property i started looking at property and i was looking into um possibly um being a sourcer, a property sourcer, which is somebody who finds properties for investors and then uh, below market value. Um, and then they they can uh, show show property investors these properties. And then the property investor will find them, will um, pay them a, a fee, a finder's fee, if you is like. Is that your or, background or you just jumped into that? Like, what did you I do jumped before? into it. I just jumped into it because I'm actually a teacher. So I come from a teaching background. I've been teaching most of my life. And most of my life, I've been working with children with special educational needs and I specialize in autism and I must say I know I love doing that it was great um, but as I got older I found that um, my energy levels were dropping and um, I felt like I needed to change my path I needed to change my career um, uh, but, but working with the children was, was great you know you learn so much from them but it was time for a change and the, um, also what happened was my relationship ended when I was 54. And I realized that I realized I had to sort of look myself look long and hard in the mirror. And I realized that my Prince Charming isn't coming. You know, I've been waiting a long time for my man to come into my life um, to, you know, buy a house with, build a business with and that sort of thing. And it just never happened. And I just looked at myself long and hard and said, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to do it on your own. You know, which in a way was my biggest fear because I never really wanted to do anything on my own. But I've had to do everything on my own. In the end, I ended up being a single parent. I had to do that on my own. And I just thought to myself, well, well, you've got to make it happen because it's now or never. If you don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And I just didn't want to face 
getting older and having that regret that I never even tried. So um, I started um, looking at going into property sourcing um, and it just it just didn't really take off. And it wasn't really it wasn't really me. It wasn't a good fit. And in the process of that, my son moved out. My son left home um, and I decided I'd like to get a housemate in. And uh, a couple of people came and a couple of people moved in. But I realized that I'd made a mistake because when people come, they come to look at the property um, and we kind of spend an hour having a chat and then you make a decision and they moved in, but we weren't a good fit. It wasn't that there was anything wrong with these people. They were perfectly nice. We just we just didn't have the same habits. We didn't have the same interests. We had uh, different lifestyles and we weren't a good fit. And so I, I started thinking, you know, when when you think about living with people, you actually need a bit more time and a bit more space to get to know each other. Um, and that's when it started dawning on me that this um, sharing houses and renting out rooms or having a co-living experience, it's not just straightforward. It's kind of like you do need to think about the people that you're going to be living with. And during that process of looking for a housemate, I came across the co-living concepts. I came across co-living and it just really inspired me and um, it got my imagination going. I thought, yes, that's that's the way forward is for people to uh, get to know each other first and to live in house shares together where they have shared values, similar lifestyles, where they can do shared activities together. And then I started learning more about co-living and it was originally designed for digital nomads, for people who are traveling on their own. And they spend a lot of time on their own. So it was originally designed for people who are traveling the world on their own as a digital nomad so that they could have somewhere where they could have a social a social life, a social network. They didn't have to be on their own. And so the usual co-living model is that people will come and stay in a co-living house and there'll be activities and social nights they're usually quite well cared for that all the cleaning's done they don't have to worry about cleaning and um, there's usually uh, maybe a whatsapp group so they can uh, message each other and uh, exchange information so I thought that this was a really good model for for building friendly compatible house shares for older people so, so that's what you qualify. I mean, now as people that, so you try to have it from 40 plus or 50 plus, I think you had mentioned that. And then you're only in the UK right now. So I want our listeners who most are in the United States or North America to know, unfortunately, but there are other things I was kind of looking into that there are other intentional communities and co-living, you know, really popping up in the United States that everyone can look into as well. And I'll try to put on our resource page. But if you are in the UK and as you grow, I just love the, the the concept of how you've come into this and then looking at how you match people up as part of your work. I'd love to hear a little more of that insight and about the population and, you know, and the ages and all that. Yes. Yeah, so um, so it's for people over 40. And it's because when, when you get to a certain age in life, you know, the, you, your lifestyle changes. For example, there's empty nesters. There's people like me who maybe were single parents whose children have left home. And, and I love your concept of open nest, by the way. I think that's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> that really is inspiring. It's just like, yeah, well, actually, 
it's almost like a door opens and you go, okay, so what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And there's also people who maybe have divorced or there's people who experience, you know, the loss of a business or debt or, or that they were caring for elderly par- parents or, you know. So people um, experience have these different um, life changes at this time in life. And there's lots of people who don't want to live on their own. So I've set up my service is that I match people together by location, budget and lifestyle. Um, So they log in to the website and they fill in a short form about themselves and then they they fill in a short form about uh, who they'd like to live with and their match preferences. And then the app will match them together and come up with suggestions for people that would be a good match based on the information they've put in. And then if there's two people who are interested in each other, they can start messaging each other on the app. We also have Zoom events so people can, we can get together on Zoom. And I'm also introducing uh, a service where when they meet some people that they're interested in, they can organize their own Zoom meetup. So they don't need me to to be involved they can do it through my company cozy quarters and that way they're still they don't have to exchange any personal information if they don't want to and so they can just have uh, informal conversations and chats on zoom through cozy quarters as well cozy quarters.co.uk and we'll, we'll 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 say it again at the end it's such a such a great name and so tell us about some of the successes or stories that you're seeing as as people are starting to to get together i mean how's it going so people are starting to get together and one of the amazing things that's happened is um i've opened up a facebook group and i only opened it up about 3 months ago and there's already nearly 400 people in the facebook group already so it just goes to show you you know that there's a real um need there's a real desire for people to want to live in friendly house shares so it's growing and i'm having zoom events and people are starting to chat and get to know each other it's early days because we haven't got people who have actually got together yet and set up the household but like i say there's lots of engagement and people are signing up and joining and it takes time you know it takes time for people to get to know one another and to to build the trust and to feel comfortable and if you're thinking long term there's also so kind of like some, you might want to draw up a contract with each other about what will happen if one of you becomes ill or loses your job. So there's all these kind of considerations. So it's more of a, a longer process when you're thinking about sharing housing long term. And um, we had, there's a wonderful woman called Anna Marie Pluha, who's American, and uh, she has she has um, a website they called Share, Sharing Inc., but she's all about she's all about giving advice and and helping people to find the right housemates. She's written a book called Sharing Housing: A Guide to Finding and Keeping Good Housemates. Um, and she's focused on a particular age, or just just all ages. Her her her. Oh no, it's for it's for older adults. It is for older for people adults. over 50. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and she's written a book and it's it's packed with uh, good information about uh, what to you know what to take into consideration when you're thinking about well, she, about that renting out a room so her her model is for homeowners who want to rent out a room and it, her book is based around that but it's still got really good sound advice for um, for finding the right housemates. And I was lucky enough to have her come and uh, appear in our Facebook group. I did an interview with her. So she was giving lots of good tips about, about how to find the right people and the questions to ask. And uh, I love one of her one of her, uh, the first thing that she says is, to thine own self be true. You know, be really true about who you are, what you want, and, and what are you afraid of? was one of her first questions, which I thought was really key. So, yes, I was really lucky to have her in the, come into the group and do an interview with us. So, so how, um, okay, a few, a few different questions from that. First of all, what, what's the name of her book? So that if people do want to look into this topic, the name of her and her, how do you spell her last name? Anna Marie Pluha? Yes, it's, it's P-L-U-H-A-R. Okay. And that's Sharing Houses. The book is about sharing houses. Hey, if you like this episode, you may also like to tune in to episode 5, Dating Myself, or episode 12, Living Apart Together, and episode 13, Does Your Age Really Matter? So, so the other question, I guess, is bringing myself back to your shoes and how, how are you enjoying this process? So the book is called Sharing Housing, a guidebook for finding and keeping good housemates. And I actually, and it's by Anna Marie Pluhar. So I wonder about that, uh, that whole concept, because I think it brings us into a whole different way of thinking. Even if you're a homeowner and you start thinking, wow, you know, I don't, I do want to share my life. It doesn't have to be the same intimacy. It doesn't have to be the same. It opens up maybe new pathways. And so I'd love to hear of your experiences doing that, this co-living and what you think has opened up for you in this stage of life by co-living right now, as well as, um, as your day and, and how, how any, any surprises in this work that you're doing. So yes, yeah, so I, I decided to to leave my flat and and do a house share and try out house sharing myself because um, I wanted to try something different and um, I've had a good experience and a bad experience. So all of my so my first house share wasn't necessarily with older people; it was with younger people, and that didn't go so well because we have different lifestyles, you know. And I was living in a house with people who were living in their twenties and thirties, and they. Um, they like to party, right? With a, um, and I love to party as well when I was in my 20s and 30s. But these days, I'm a much quieter person. And so it didn't really go too well. It didn't really go too well. And like as a, as a woman on her own, traveling around, actually, I do feel much more safer now than I ever did before. Because, you know, there's a saying that when you get older as a woman, you become invisible. <laughs> and um, I kind of feel like I feel much more relaxed about uh, traveling and being on my own because I do feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not getting the attention that a younger woman would get, for example. And so I feel much more comfortable about that. So there's definitely an advantage to doing it as you get older, you know, definitely. Oh, older. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's definitely advantage. I mean, maybe if we want to be optimistic, you want to maybe, maybe we want to even say that people revere 
us and our age, and, and there's not quite as much of that dismissiveness. I mean, invisible, it's interesting because they have a, parado- a paradox, right? Like if you're invisible, but you also have anonymity, and then you could be, you know, and so, so when someone's kind of dismissive of you, that is, it gives you the space to step into something also, which is not always great. I don't, I, I mean, the invisible thing is not something that I like. I think that's a patriarchy thing that we live in, and especially for older women. And I've had some incredible conversations uh, with uh, Ashton Applewhite, who does things about aging and this chair rocks and she's 67 and brings on the fact that we're becoming ageful and that we can bring all the color and, and age and wisdom of our life into our lives. So the people that appreciate it are the ones we want to be with. And honestly, I believe they can be any age. They just have to be out of that paradigm of the programming. And so there's maybe would be more of a reverence and I hope. So that's kind of my optimistic view on that. But I love that you would say you feel a little safer in being unseen and anonymous. I mean, there's always something to say about that. Yeah. And you haven't felt endangered traveling alone? Well, I'll just no, ask you to you. So no, not safer, feel, but feel, yeah. what, was, what are some precautions that you take, though? Are there any as a woman that you take that? But what kind of precautions do you take traveling alone? Well, like I say, I ha- I've only come from uh, London to, to Malaga. And I must say that Malaga just is just does feel very safe you know it feels like a very safe place to be there's lots of women here on their own actually it's got that kind of feel about it and a lot some people come here to retire but there's also a lot of young people living here too so there's there's students here and there's people from all over actually it's very cosmopolitan so I do feel safe here in this environment it's completely different to London or you know like major big cities where you might feel a bit more vulnerable but where I am now, it's really nice because I'm in a I'm in a house with other women, and we're different ages. The youngest is twenty, and I'm the oldest. And then we've got a variety of ages in between. I think they're about 30, 40. and you know, and it's really nice because sometimes we might have lunch together, we might have a trip out together. So it's it's you've got that social element. Like because I'm here on my own uh, in this city, it would be quite a lonely experience for me. But um, because I'm here, it's really good that we can have that social aspect with each other. And yeah, it's nice. And it's also nice being around uh, different generations. So tell us about uh, about your uh, your life now with friend, now friendships. You left those. How do you stay in touch? Obviously, now we're all very digital. But if, are people inspired by you, your friends coming to see you? Or are, 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 are you, how's the, any rethinking of other ideas based on your influence in people's lives back home? Back home, let me see. There are people who, most of my friends, to be honest, are, you know, very settled in their ways. I had one friend who sold up and moved to France, and she's having a great life. Uh, again, she's a single woman. Uh, she's, she's got children, but they've moved out. So she sold the house and she bought a, a house in France, and she's living in a village there. And she's uh, in her element, um, picking wildflowers and growing crops and cooking organically and uh, so she's having a great time. So that's what she's up to. Really, in my Facebook group, where I'm getting more people who are, you know, who are sharing their stories, and people who are saying, you know, that I've been on my own for a while. I'm looking for a house share. And what's interesting is that in the Facebook group, people are starting to post properties and talking about maybe we could buy this property together. You know, uh, so it's, it's not just coming from me. It's coming from you know the people who are who are joining the Facebook group who are, who've got the same the same idea and the same dream if you like so recently there was the post from someone who um, had found I think it was some 
in like a 26 room, I think it was an old care home. Uh, and it had 26 bedrooms in it. And they proposed that uh, maybe 25 people could buy this this property for maybe 20,000 each or something like that. Or, or you know, that, that a group of people could come together and buy this property and it had a lot of land around it. And yeah, so it's like that. It's just like, well, what can we make happen here? And, um, you know, there are many restrictions about, about letting properties, about who can live where. I don't know what it's like in America, but over here, um, it's a bit more difficult to just find an empty house and a group of friends moving together. So but to start thinking um, outside the box and thinking how we can get around things. So, yeah, so I'm hoping now to connect with landlords or investors, uh, other co-living operators to show them that there is a need for this and to, um, to, start, to start making houses available so that people can start living together, you know, as they want to. So it sounds like you have a lot of joy. I mean, I see your face about how exciting it is to see that people are connecting that way. And this is something you started. So how does that feel? And that sounds like that's what's surprising you. Are there any other surprises? And how does that all feel? You know, it's really surprising. I mean, I guess I kind of, it all just started with an idea. And then when I found co-living and I found other co-living operators and I found co-living websites, that's when it kind of started growing. And I started talking to people who were already doing co-living. And it's really, that's how it started. I mean, I really believe if you have an idea, you need to start talking about it. And it just sort of grew. It just kind of grew. And I'm surprised at, in a way, I'm surprised how the momentum, the momentum has picked up ever since I've come here from December. And like, I'm just focusing on it and giving it everything I've got and the amount of connections I'm making and the people who are coming into my life and saying, this is great. You know, you, you need to keep doing this because we need this to happen because, you know, I mean, I'm coming up to 60 and I don't really want to stay more in London. You know, it's not the way I want to live my life and I'm not ready to move into a retirement home. And I think we need to have other options because nowadays we are healthy. We have vitality you know, we you know where I still feel like okay, maybe I've got another hopefully twenty years left, and I've still got loads of things I want to do. I still want to travel. There's loads of things I want to see. And I think there's so many people out there who are like this, and we just need to have more options about what we can do. You know, I don't, I just don't think that have, having the choice of having a retirement home or staying put on your own isn't really much of a choice. And if you're not necessarily a digital nomad, co-living sounds like a really cool option. It does. So it I does. Love- yes. And people are also willing to invest. You know, people are willing to buy property into it. They're willing to put their savings into it. So, and I think it can happen if we all, if we all put it, you know, put it together. You know, I think there's definitely opportunities for buying properties together. And I think that's probably the way forward. You know, the, the, the old way of just one person buying a house and and, uh, and paying the mortgage for 25 years, I think that's going to change. The Radio Vagabond. If you like to travel but haven't really been able to too much in recent times, let me do it for you. The ultimate destination for armchair travelers who are looking for inspiration to get out into the real world and let loose their wanderlust. So far, I've been to almost 100 countries, so I'm halfway in my quest to visit every country in the world. Join me, and maybe you'll get some inspiration for your next trip. The Radio Vagabond. Gotta keep moving.
So you're creating are you you're creating new friendships based on this? It sounds like because you're finding people with common interests. If other people are back home and now you want to move forward in a new life, and how does that feel? I mean, all these new connections. You're it making. just feels so exciting. Um, I'm calling it the quiet revolution because it just sounds like it's gaining so much momentum and so many people are jumping on board. Um, and I just do feel like it's the beginning of something new. But I'm not alone. I think there's lots of people that, that are thinking this. And so it's just a matter of people coming together. But it is, it's really, really exciting. So tell us again how people can reach you as far as, especially the Facebook page, because that sounds like a great place to start. And you never know, Americans could decide they want to co-live in, in, in the UK, at least the language is the brilliant. same. So. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but of course, um, I do have some Americans who have joined uh, my, my Facebook group. So the Facebook group is called Co-Living Connections for Over 40s. And you're welcome. Co-Living Connections for Over 40s. Co-Living Connections for Over 40s. And, you know, you're welcome to come and join and have a look and see what's going on in there. Um, and you're welcome, you know, if it gives you an idea uh, and you'd like to start your own Facebook group in your own area, in your own locale, in your own county, or, you know, uh, then feel that that would be brilliant too, you know. Um, and my company is called cozyquarters.co.uk. Um, and cozy is not spelled with a Z. I noticed it's C-O-S-Y. That's right. It's that the true? English way. <laughs> it's okay. The... So I wanted to make sure, make sure we knew that. C-O-S-Y quarters.co.uk. Yeah, yes. cozy quarters. And it's on cozyquarters.co.uk. And um, you have, you know, there's information there about co-living and a bit more about, about, why, about why co-living is important to me. So in my life, as, as I was a single parent, and um, I, I had no family around me. And um, I, I very kindly met people who created a family around me. And it was so lovely. And it meant that my, my son was growing up with an extended family around him. And because we were in London, it was very international. So we had, so we had uh, Greek cousins and he had uh, Caribbean cousins, South African cousins. And we had this wonderful kind of extended family. It was other single mothers and it was, you know, people around me. And there was just, it was just so lovely. And I think like, because that was so important to me, and I feel like it really saved us, if you like, that, that I feel like I'm reinventing it again here. So that people can feel like they have an extended family. That's so beautiful. So I didn't realize. So cold, your your many of your years raising your son was in sharing homes. I, I guess I didn't. No, we weren't sharing homes, but we had. It was like we we just had this family around us, but we didn't live in the same home. But we had a family environment. So I wasn't on my own with my son. And I feel, and with other single parents and other families that he felt like he, especially the international side. So you extended, we create families just by the way we open our exactly. hearts. And so when we exactly. open our hearts and open our homes, did you do a lot of, you know, food together and those kind of things as well when you're kind of raising exactly. children? Exactly. Yes. Time? Yes. And well, so beautiful. I think that's kind of what's driving me as well. You know, is having had that experience, and you know, if you if if you feel like you don't have family around you, you're feeling isolated, you can connect and create with other people a sort of a, an extended family environment for yourself. Well, that would be a beautiful world. I love your vision, Maggie. This is so nice. So that's what's ahead for you, this vision. I mean, anything else personally that you would like in terms of your dreams as what we call an open nester now? Personally, <laughs> what you would like, so, to, like for yourself? 
well. Um, I would love to see this happen. I would love to see investors um, buying properties for people to live in. And um, I'd like to, I've still got things in the world that I want to see. So I'd love to go and travel um, and see a bit more of the world because I haven't seen too much. So yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Um, and yeah, and just create a community where people can maybe possibly move around to different homes as well. You know, maybe they might have a home in America and they could swap a home in uh, California for a home in London for a while, for example. Maybe we could do something like that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we have empty rooms here. And if you come to Connecticut, New England, you are welcome to stay here. So that's my your first offer here in oh, Connecticut. Thank you. I might take care <laughs> on that. I, 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 we are a very open home, open heart family, too. That's brilliant. So the open nest can be many things. And this was really, really beautiful to talk to you about it because I love all the visions you've expressed. So thank you so, so much for this really magnificent time and insight today. Is there any, are there any last things you'd like to say before we close? Well, just thank you so much, Tessa, for um, having me on and to um, let, have, let me speak about my dream and what I'm doing over here. And um, yeah, that's it really. Thank you so much. Okay, Tessa, now I got it. It is not just a roommate service. It is a service for people who are looking for community, who are looking to connect, and it's just not just roommate service. You know, we interviewed many women on our shows, and uh, I think that uh, Dana or Wendy told us in the previous uh, episode of The Open Nester that there are more women over 50 today than in any time of history. And this is exactly the service that uh, people like that need. People need the service of trying to find a co-living, not ready for their retirement home yet, and they are ready for it. And I was surprised to see that there are many men on her Facebook um, page. Yeah, Facebook page for all of you is Co-Living Connections for Over 40s, and Maggie's tagline is Live Where You Belong. And I thought that story was just so illustrative of how much we can learn from becoming more of a community we need that more in the world after the pandemic there was so there's so much loneliness and loneliness exactly and i and i think this is just shows one of the possible solutions which i think is wonderful you know she personally talked about not wanting to stay alone in her flat in, in london and what's this in between stage this is a great vital time of life for us to find the people that we want to live near and and grow with even if they're not romantic partners so having services like this i i hope somebody in the us gets one going like that and i will if there's anyone out there who knows of one please send it our way i think it's so important and you know let's discuss it That's, in our facebook that page. is why yeah. her business is taking off uh, so well because th there's a need for that type of a service people don't want to be alone and they're looking for community. And, you know, maybe it's not for you that you're listening out there and you may say, ah, it's not for me. I'm living. I'm doing okay. But, you know, there's so many people out there that are living alone and trying to find some people and they cannot connect, whether they are shy, whether they feel uh, incompetent or whatever it is. But this, this service is really providing, you know, you go to their website. It's pretty simple to use and pretty simple to match yourself with some other people that are looking for the same. And the other, the idea is that we can connect, we can connect online, but we really can also discuss what I discussed offline with Maggie, 
with people for three months at a time. And so, for example, if you're making choices in your life that you can be abroad for a couple of months and and even find the right community that you want to live with over the years, over every summer, every winter, it just takes a lot of research. But there are people that are doing things to help that. And I just think you can post in the Facebook page exactly what you want to choose. And maybe let's create our own of what we want as open nesters. So that's a possibility I'm putting out there for anyone who wants to contact me about that. I think it's really exciting. Exactly. And uh, speaking of websites, um, please visit our website, theopennesters.com. That double N in the middle, S at the end. Tell us what you think. Give us some comments. Advice on some people that may want to be interviewed and may suitable, and they have a story to tell about career, about new adventure that they're starting, travel, open relationship, whichever it is that they're doing in that act three of their life. We would love to hear from you. Also, don't forget, there's a survey that uh, is available online, and we would like to hear from you about what you think, what episode you like to hear. It is all about you our audience. And your voice matters to us, even in our close Facebook community. We love the, the rich discussion. And we just really always thank our audience and listeners for being with us Absolutely. on this journey. Yes, not only on the journey, but making this podcast popular and really uh, understanding that there's a, there is really a need for people to understand that there's hope in Act 3 of their life. Absolutely. So, till next time, I am Amir. And I'm Tessa. And we will see you on the radio. Ciao.